from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode of the TCS Live show right here on the Edify Network. I am your host, T.C. Stallings. As always, you know I'm excited to speak with you. This week is absolutely no different. June 9th is coming up, y'all. June 9th. That's uh, this coming Wednesday. And it's a very, very special day for me for two reasons. Number one, I will have been married 20 years to my wife, Lavette. It is our 20-year wedding anniversary. Um, (laughs) I got some funny stories that I could tell you about that. And and just one quick one. I remember when we had been married about seven years and, uh, you know, you all know that the movie that really inspired me to want to really pursue acting was the movie Fireproof. And I just remember my friends back then in 2008 asking me like, yo, you know, want to go to see a movie, a uh, movie night, you want to go with your wife? And I'm like, uh, okay, what is it? And they said, Fireproof. I said, I never heard of that. What is that? They said, it's a marriage movie. It's like about, you know, fixing your marriage and everything. And it's, it's, it's I said, fixing my, I said, man, I've been married seven years, man. I got it all figured out. <laughs> I, I went and saw Fireproof. I came out of that movie. I was boohooing and crying and apologizing. I'm just, I'm the worst husband ever. Oh, I got to fix it. I'm, oh, it's just funny because here you are 20 years later. And finally, I am the perfect husband after 20. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even close, but I'm a really, really good one. I think LaVette would say he's a, he's a really, really good one. He's, he's like the closest you can get to perfect, but not perfect. That's what he is. I think that's what my wife would say. I don't know. I'll let her come on the show and speak for herself. <laughs> but nonetheless, 20 years of marriage, June 9th, and I'm really, really excited. But the second reason I'm excited is because my book, Eyes Fixed, My True Life Story. This is my third book that I've written, and my wife, Lavette wrote the foreword for this book. And this book is releasing June 9th, this coming Wednesday. I purposely chose that day because she wrote the foreword, and I thought it'd be a really, really cool day to release the book. And I want all of you to be involved in it. So if you're listening to this, we are doing a release party type of event where um, today, again, if you're listening like right now on the release day live right now, uh, you can be a part of this. Uh, Today, we're going to uh, put some pictures on my Facebook and my Instagram, and they announced that the book is out. You take those pictures, and then this coming um, Tuesday, which is June 8th, you post the um, release party picture because it promotes the book. And um, that's it, just to help us celebrate. So then uh, June 9th, we'll all have this picture out there that's talking about the book and um, promoting it so people can know where to find it. And it's just a way to help spread the message of the book, which we think is going to bless a lot of people. So I'm really, really excited about that. And make sure you tag me. Uh, I am on Facebook. Just search uh, TC Stallings on Facebook. TC Stallings, I'm real TC Stallings on Instagram. So uh, TC Stallings on Facebook, real TC Stallings on Instagram. And if you tag me and uh, we will search out some people to give free autographed copies of all three of my books. So that'd be uh, The Pursuit is one, Plan on God's Team is another, and then Eyes Fix, 
the TC, my true life story. That's the new book by me. Uh, you'll get all those. So we're going to pick random people to give that as a gift. So it's a cool way to be a part of the little lunch party that we have going on. Um, and again, just a lunch party is just a just a fun way of being able to spread the message of the book. And I'd be really, really excited if you participate in that. But yeah, June 9th, I'm really, really excited. Um, the book has me being very, very reflective about my life um, and the life of my family, uh, the life of my children. And it has driven a lot of conversation. You know, um, we've been married 20 years and me and my wife look at the relationship and just look at how we did it and 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 how we've come so far with 20 years with um, learning how to have the Lord to be the center of our marriage. And, uh, you know, I've talked to my son. My son's 13 now. And just, you know, his 13 years. You know, what what has that been like for you in terms of being a, a, a young godly man, learning how to have the Lord as the center of your life? And then my daughter, who's 19, you know, for as long as I've been married, you know, my daughter has been in our life. We We had... Uh, we got pregnant with, well, we, my wife got pregnant with, <laughs> with my daughter a year after we got married. Um, and so, you know, 19 years, what has that been like for her to have uh, work on having Jesus as the center um, of of their lives? We talk about these things, you know, we talk about um, how you do life is is just as important as what you do in life. And that couldn't be more truer than your relationship with Jesus in terms of it isn't just it's just being a Christian is 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 how you're being a Christian. You know, how how you are walking out your faith, you know, is, is just as important as laying claim to the title of being a Christian. And when I look at my life, you know, my health, we were just talking about health as a as a family today. We was just like, you know, you can live off anything. You know, people call people call anything that you put in your mouth food. But really, there are some things that have no nutritional value that we eat, like Twinkies and stuff like that. You know what I mean? The donuts and no nutritional value, really. And 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 they're more detrimental. So food is, is something that gives you energy that that can build you. That can, you know, that's what really food is. Just because you put it in your mouth, don't make it food. So it's not about just the act of eating. It's what you eat that really matters. And and so I say that as an example to just talk about, you know, how you do something is just as important as doing it. You know, just because you just because you eat don't mean you're eating healthy or eating in a way to benefit yourself. And so you kind of think about that in terms of your relationship, you know, with Jesus, in terms of your walk as a Christian. You know, how are you doing it? How are you building yourself up? Matters. So much and it's so important. And, and it's one of the reasons that I do this show because there are, there are people, just like the food example, you know, you can, you can feed yourself or an animal anything and you can, you know, yeah, you're growing. Yeah, you're getting older. You're, yeah, you're living, you know, but are you really, are you really doing it the right way in such a way that can be beneficial to you? And that kind of raises a question that I want to, kind of get into today is just you know, how you know how are you running your 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 Christian life like your race you know the Bible likes to refer to the Christian life as a race you know run the race that's set before you you know and if life is a race me being a, a, a former professional athlete and also ran track I know what it's like to really run a race and, and there's so much that goes into it 
you know, the, the way you eat, the way you train, the way you prepare, uh, having a race plan, you know, just all these different things that go into it. It ain't just going out there and running when you're running in a race. If you're really thinking about like a, a, an Olympian running in a track meet, there's so much that goes into that race versus just lining up and running. If you're unprepared, if you're untrained, if you're not healthy, if you didn't take care of your body right, if you didn't rest right, if you if all these things are terrible, then you can still run, but you're not going to run well. And so that's how I think about it when it comes to our lives as Christians. How you're running is is more important than just jumping out there running. And you know, I got a chance to um I got a chance to speak at a church recently. And this I want to share with you what I said. And rather than sit up here and regurgitate it, I'm actually going to play for you the exact message that I shared here um, at this church, talking about just that. How are you running your race? And it's just a question that I want to ask you now as you're listening. How are you running your race? How are you running it? The race of life, the life that God gave you on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, how are you running it? And there's some challenging things that I want to ask you, and I want you to answer them honestly. Really think about what I'm asking you. Really think about the way you prepare, the way you live this life, what you wake up thinking about every day as a Christian the things you put your time in, your effort in. Because we live in a world that tries to manipulate that, tries to control that, tries to fuel it for its own purposes. I mean, even we were just talking about this as a family today, even right on down to just the, the type of car you drive or the type of house you live in. The, you know, the commercials and things like that make it feel like if your, your house is too small, it's not glamorous enough, your car is not glamorous enough, you could be doing just fine until you see a car commercial that tells you you're not living it up because you don't have one of these. And then now you feel like you need one. You know, the, the, just the type of foods that you eat, you know, it, certain, certain foods are, you know, they show commercials where they're eating these foods and it's a, it's a party. It's a party and, and everybody's happy and excited and, you know, they attach food to your happiness you know, possessions to your happiness, just so many different things that the world is designed to kind of have you think in a certain way. You'd be surprised at how this can throw your race off, the race of life that you're running for Jesus. When it comes to the music, all these different things, what you listen to, what you're consume, consuming, you know, the television shows, just all this stuff. It's how are you running your race? Because at the end of the day, the goal is to finish in such a way where Jesus, Jesus says, well done. That's the ultimate goal. And sometimes the race of life, the goal gets shifted to other things that are so far away from that. So I wanted to share this message with, with you, and uh, I'm just going to play a portion of it that talked about how you should run your race biblically, because that's what this show is all about, living life from a biblical perspective. So I'm going to share that with you. And uh, I'm going to pray at the end. And I hope this blesses you today. I hope it challenges you today. I hope it really, really, really makes you think. So I know everybody can't be at the places where I speak. So I love that I get a chance to do this show because I'm able to uh, simply share it with you right here on this show. And it'll be just like you were there. So um, I'm going to ask you now, how are you running your race? 
You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. It's because the Holy Spirit has the race plan for your life. It's really that simple. And you can run ahead of him, and at times it looks like you're doing good. You're running outside of God's will. It won't last. So are you running your race ahead of him? And are, are you being fooled by a little bit of success? You have to check that. That's not how you want to run your race. Do you run your race lazy? Do you run your race lazy? We can't do that. It's very simple. In Scripture, the Bible says we are to love the Lord your God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. Why is that important? What does that have to do with being lazy? Well, how does the Bible say that we show our love to God? He says, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. So we show love by the way we obey. So I say, if you love me, keep my commandments. So then we are to obey the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. So we're supposed to give it everything we have when it comes to obedience. So you can't be lazy with that. You can't, you, after all, there's nothing else. So he wants you to empty the tank when it comes to obedience. Give it all you got when it comes to obedience. All of it. So you can't be lazy. How are you running your race? Do you run your race without prayer? If you're running your race without prayer, that's the athlete that doesn't talk to the coach at all. You've been practicing with the coach all week. Here comes the game. You're like, all right, coach, you can go take a vacation. I got it from here. That's how we do sometimes. But God wants to coach you through the whole game, through the whole race. And if you run it without prayer, meaning you just do, 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 even if it's positive things, what if God wants you to do something different? What if he wants you in another place? You're doing something positive, but it isn't, you know, it's your plan, but it isn't God's plan. We already talked about how that works out. So we don't want to run our race without prayer. First Thessalonians uh, 5.17, pray without cease. We're supposed to pray without, about everything. Everything, every detail. Talk to your coach about every part of your race, every part of your race plan. Talk to the coach. He knows best. Do you run it without scripture? Bad idea. Because now I don't even know what your guidance is. I don't even know what that, what scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. We're familiar with that one. All scripture is God breathing, useful for rebuking and teaching so we can do every good work, right? That would be like me playing football without any of the, I'm just going to ignore all the plays that the coach is calling. Or in track, the coach gave me the race plan. I'm like, forget that. I'm getting up and I'm going. Well, you're going to lose. It's that simple. You cannot be a Christ follower without this. If you are a person who is living your life and you don't read this, you are not following God. If you know somebody who says, oh, I kind of just feel it. No, you don't. He speaks through here. Yes, he uses the Holy Spirit. Yes, he uses other people. But if you don't know this, you won't understand anything. This is it right here. Period. End of story. Got to have it. Without scripture, you're not following. You're a believer that ain't following. 
do you run it without training? We just talked about it. First Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. You got to train. You got to practice. You got to practice what you preach. You got to carry it out. You got to go at it every single day. You got to train. Try running that 100-meter dash, and you ain't never worked out. You ain't never ran. It's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be tough. They get you inhaler ready, something. It's not going to work out. Do you run it without integrity? You can't run the race of life without integrity. Romans 2.16. This scripture is funny. It slipped by me over so many years. Romans 2.16 says, God, through his son, Jesus Christ, will judge every person's secret life. Isn't that interesting? It's real good to look. I can look like right now. I look great up here. I'm talking. Look at me. Knocking these scriptures out. And, you know, TC's doing his thing. Look at him. That boy, he's, you know, but what does my secret life look like? What if, what if, what if y'all done attached some like video things on me that can see me when I get home and I'm by myself? What am I doing on that computer? When I done close the blinds and don't think nobody can see, that's that secret life. How do I talk to my family? How do I talk to my children? What, what's in my phone? What's in here? What's my music like? What's my movies like? What's my search history look like? Or is it deleted every six seconds? That's that secret life. You can't run the race without integrity. Run the race with integrity. With integrity. Last two, do you run it without boldness? Do you run it without boldness? I was reading the scripture that just really floored me, Revelation 21.8. Actually, I'm, I'm not even going to try to, I don't even want to paraphrase this one, but Revelation 21.8 um, when Jesus is talking about the people who will make it and who won't, Revelation 21, 80 says, it starts in 7, he says, all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God and they will be my children. And if you read that 5 and 6, he talks about these blessings. But when he gets to 8, he says, now he's talking about the people who ain't going to inherit the blessings. He says, but the cowards, unbelievers, corrupt murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of the burning sulfur. This is the second death. Now we know that list is not exhaustive. There's just tons of, of people, sins that he could have listed there. But the one that will probably get overlooked is where it says the cowardly. That was the very first one. We see all these other things. I don't, I don't want to be a murderer. I don't want to be an idolater. I don't want to be a, what about a coward? Doesn't seem too bad on the surface. But what he's talking about there, cowards, when you're supposed to stand up for your faith in this world that we live in, where they won't give you a job, where they, where they might take your life, where they might, you're unfavorable, where you don't get a lot of friends, where you suffer, where you're persecuted, and you shrink, you compromise, you bend a little bit. Just because you don't want to be underneath that, that's the coward. You don't say what you're supposed to say because you don't want people to come at you. That's the coward. That's what he's talking about right here. And you can't run the rest of life like that. Can't be on Team Jesus like that. Because he just said, that's not going to work. Can't be compromises. And finally this, do you run it without urgency? 100-meter dash is the easy race to use. Try, try running that without a sense of urgency. You don't stand a chance. Right from the gun, that's a, that's a, you got to go. So we talked about having a sense of urgency. Um, James 4, 13 through 14. And this is how we'll wrap up. Um, this is always my don't procrastinate scripture. James 4, 13 through 14. Think about this as you run the race of life. Remember, we talked about if you got 30 days to live. Would you change anything? Well, here's the deal. If you said you would, then you better change it now because tomorrow could be it. Scripture's like this. Look here, verse 13. Look here, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. 
how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while and then it's gone. What you ought to say is if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own plans and all such boasting is evil. So the reason that's important is we talk about a sense of urgency is when I said, I don't want this to be just another service because I don't want you to, to wait and think you got time. Hmm, those things TT talked about, you know what, I'm going to work on those. As soon as I get back from my vacation where the plane might not land. I'm going to work on those in a couple of days when we finish our yard project. Well, hurricane just killed so many people over in the Bahamas. Maybe they were waiting too. I don't know. This might be it. You don't know. So what I'm encouraging you to do is don't procrastinate. If you answered that question, I need to change some things about the way I'm running my race. Do you need to change those things right now? Like the moment we about to end now and pray, you should already be planning to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, change my race the way you want it changed. Dear God, I just pray right now for everyone who just heard this message. For everyone listening right now, I just pray that they are running the race of life in a way in which you are the head coach. You are the trainer. You are the leader. You're the plan maker. You designed a race plan for their life. You already did it. We see it in scripture that you, before we were born, you made us with a purpose, on purpose. And I pray, Lord, that we carry that out and we do it in such a way in which you would approve. We do it with that, that God-given energy that comes from the Holy Spirit, that lordship that comes from you, Jesus, that sovereignty that comes from you, God, that instruction that comes from your word, the Bible. Oh, I just pray that that's how we run our race. And I pray that we do it with everything that we have. I pray that we empty the tank with all of our effort, not so that we can be perfect, but so that, that we can give you our very, very best, because that's what you deserve. That's what you command. I pray that we live this life for you. I pray that we do it by, by way of your standards. And when people try to stop us and hold us down and, and tell us we're doing too much, I pray, Lord, that we can always look to Scripture and let that be the measurement as to how, how much we should work. And like you said, you said to love you with all we have, with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. And Lord, I pray that we are able to do that and we do it by way of your strength. And I pray that we just repent whenever we fail at doing any of this. But may your will be done. May we run the race in such a way that brings you glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to thank you all for joining me for another episode of the TCS Live Show. And I hope this really, really blessed you today and challenged you. Share it with someone who you think needs to hear it. And again, don't forget that June 9th, my book releases Eyes Fixed, My True Life Story. And on June 8th, you can join me on Facebook and Instagram for details on how to be a part of the launch party. And we'll be giving, giving away some free prizes just for participating in doing so. So much love to you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the TCS Live show. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app. 